Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. The second Masters 1000 of the year is upon us from the most picturesque venue in tennis. The sport's biggest and brightest stars are in the principality as the men swing into spring in Europe. I can't wait to step on the court and play my first match. The women are running it back in Charleston this week, where the local favorite was the shining star on day one. So what's trending and who's posting? We're checking the hashtags and handles from all the tennis platforms. <laughs> TC Live, your cure for the Monday Blues, starts right now. Day one of week two in Charleston is in the books at the MUSC Health. In Charleston, it was a fantastic day of tennis as we continue in this clay court season. Two fantastic events throughout the week here on Tennis Channel and Tennis Channel Plus. Welcome to TC Live, where we've got plenty to go through highlights and interviews throughout the day. Nick Curios, his schedule update, plus a little excitement in his life, plus Italian tennis continues to move forward in style. We'll get to that as well. But first, welcome to our Santa Monica studios. Noah Eagle, Tanda Rubin. We've got John Wertheim with us as well from somewhere else that's not Santa Monica, but he's still with us in spirit and over the Zoom technology that we now have as well. But Chanda, a great first day of week two in Charleston. Did get through all the matches, not the same necessarily in Monte Carlo, but Charleston with a really good start to week number two. Yeah, good weather in Charleston and, and some players that played last week getting another shot um, this week and, and some interesting matches to start the day and some good stories, some feel-good stories as well. Without a doubt. I love the back-to-back event. It's great for the players. It's an opportunity for the players. I'm noticing that backdrop behind you guys. We wish Monte Carlo looked that sunny today, but uh, good day for tennis. We are on to the clay, guys. Yeah, Mother Nature doesn't necessarily listen when we want a great day of tennis, (laughs) but we do have some ahead. We've got a full week, and so we are looking forward to what is to come. Let's go through what happened in Monte Carlo earlier today. 2017, Uncle Tony. That's right. I'm still calling him Uncle Tony. I believe everybody should call him Uncle Tony. That's Rafa Nadal. You know who he is. <laughs> the Roland Garros Trophy in 2017. And Uncle Tony with the salt and pepper hair has been there every step of the way. So what does he move on to? What's his next venture? Well, that's the youngster, Felix Auger-Aliassime. This is the first match in their tenure together, Chanda. And it began with, okay, it's a bang. And then that bang slowly went away. Well, you wonder what kind of pressure OJ Aliassi might have been feeling working with Rafa Nadal's uncle and wanting to go out and play well and give a good showing. He started out like he didn't feel many nerves. Hitting the ball, stepping in, very authoritative. And Uncle Tony, I'm going to call him Uncle Tony (laughs) as well, just as stoic as ever, looking on, didn't change a thing. And unfortunately, we talked about the weather in Monte Carlo, and it was tough for players to really get ahead of steam. There was a four and four-hour, 45-minute rain delay earlier in the day. But Oje Aliassim did not miss a beat, came out, took advantage, got the early break. And he would have liked for this match to continue. 
but unfortunately we would see the rain drizzles kind of start right around that time and 4-2 is where they would stop. Still a good start for Felix Ogiel, has seen with his new coach, Uncle Tony, his new mentor, so to speak, John. And Christian Garin is not a simple opponent to go up against, especially on the clay. What do you like of this first look of the new FAA, so to speak? Yeah, you know, six six games, not a lot of data points, but uh, look good for Felix. And uh, did, did you notice you called him salt and pepper? We know it's salt and pepper because he's not wearing that Ibero star baseball cap <laughs> now that he's no longer with Rafa. So we'll see what uh, I, we'll all call him Uncle Tony. We'll all get on that train. But, uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, obviously, six games, we don't know a, a ton, but a uh, nice start for Felix. Got to break a serve and. We'll see if he can hang on tomorrow. Let's put it this way. The more we show Uncle Tony on screen, the more I'm going to start quoting salt and pepper, which is not good for anybody here. So let's push it <laughs> okay. to the next No, thing. just don't rap. You can Ooh, quote, I don't, but don't rap. Don't or maybe me. you want don't, to. Don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. <laughs> Speaking of, let's continue in Monte Carlo with American Tommy Paul. Looking for some consistency now this season. John, a little bit disappointing in Miami with his first round loss, but a 23-year-old looks strong early in this match. Yeah, we got uh, six games on uh, Shando's highlights, and we're not going to get many more. Can you imagine playing tennis on these surroundings? You cannot overstate the uh, the beauty here. This is Tommy Paul against lucky loser Pedro Martinez, El Presidente. But uh, some injury trouble for Martinez. Tommy Paul ranked 54, trying to get into the top 50, and had a pretty easy go of it today because Martinez had a bit of an injury. Again, you cannot find... A nicer place to play tennis. Tommy Paul only played tennis for 28 minutes. Got the win with the retirement, guys. Incredible views on the side over there for Tommy Paul as he does move on into the next round. He'll get the winner of Taylor Fritz and Roberto Batista Agut. So only two Americans in the field could see each other in the second round. Chad. But for Tommy Paul, we've been talking about it year after year. When is he going to be healthy for a full season to see him potentially reach that potential that we had seen early, early in his years on court? It seems like he's starting to find a little bit of rhythm, but it just comes down to consistency at this point. Yeah, and I think that's the, the hardest thing to get. That's the biggest struggle. But, you know, as long as he stays healthy, Healthy. He's a good athlete. He's a good worker. You hear so many good things about how he approaches the game. And it's fun to watch him play and to see him playing confident tennis. And, you know, that's what it's all about. When you can stay on court, when you can prove it to yourself in big moments, get through tough matches, you know, that's how you build. That's how you grow. And your ranking is usually going to go in a commensurate direction. So it's good to see him get off to a good start. Even though he wasn't on court very long, he took care of business when yeah, he was out Playing there. well on that clay. And, John, I think Chanda brought up a perfect world, a perfect word and world, so to speak. But confidence for Tommy Paul. Can he keep that confidence up throughout this tournament? He can, and he can through this swing because Tommy Paul can play clay court tennis. He had tremendous success at the French Open as a junior two years ago at Roland Garros. This guy took a set off Dominic Team, who then went on to get to the final. So Tommy Paul knows what he's doing on a clay court, as we talked about. Big, big match coming up with the uh, soon-to-be top American Taylor Fritz. But uh, I like Tommy Paul right now. And again, he's closing in on that. Top 50 and a career-high ranking here, guys. So limited action over Monte Carlo, but Tommy Paul, the American, is through into the next round as we shift gears back to Charleston. Second consecutive week that the women are in action there. And Shelby Rogers, the local town hero, would be the local town winner earlier today in a big way, Jenna. Yeah, started off strong, Rogers did, with the big serve, big ground strokes, and looked to get the early break and would get it. McNally is an aggressive player. She can pose a lot of problems. They are trying to sneak in, but Rogers just didn't allow it. It was played on her terms this entire match, and 
up 4-0 here. And it looks like McNally kind of sniffing at getting into this match, but Roger shut the door. She would see the trainer, McNally, at 5-love. You wondered if there was some physical issues um, that might cause her to stop the match, but she played on. And Rogers again, didn't get distracted, didn't lose her focus, kept the serve going, added to her breaks of serve, and they're able to close it out very routinely. Six aces for Rogers in this one. Six double faults for Katie McNally, so the serve was a, a good predictor of the eventual result. But, John, it's just good to see Shelby Rogers playing to her strengths at home. Yeah, exactly. And uh, at the 250 level, she's got a real chance to win her hometown tournament. You know, Shelby's worked with us at Tennis Channel, and, she, and she's, she's very sweet and has that low country draw. She is a really tough competitor. I mean, she she's one of the better competitors on the WTA Tour. And we saw today, as Janet said, just a match played on her terms. McNally, young American, had a couple nice wins last week, and, you know, Shelby was having none of it. And I think sometimes we, we underestimate Shelby's toughness, and if she is put together physically She's got a real chance to win this hometown tournament of hers in Charleston, guys. Yeah, and I think also one thing to remember is Shelby, she's had some injuries, was off the court. That's why she was working with us for Tennis Channel. She had <laughs> knee surgery. And I think going through that, not being certain if she would be able to come back fully, has been able to, has gotten healthy, but it's given her a new perspective. She's happy out there. She's approaching her tennis in a positive way, and it's showing in some of her results. Yeah, let's just be clear. We're welcoming Shelby Rogers anytime she wants to come join us on Tennis Channel. It doesn't have to be <laughs> Just but when not she's yet. not playing. But we, we do enjoy exactly. watching her on the court as well. Let's look to Tuesday's featured matches from Charleston. John, we've got four fantastic matchups to choose from. Which one stands out to you? I'll take our top seed, Anjabur, semifinalist at Charleston A. 48 hours ago. Uh, let's see if she can live up to her seeding starting off against the Swiss woman, Stephanie Vogelau. Well, we've got another local hometown girl, Emma Navarro, against Martin Kova. That should be interesting as well. And we saw Christy on there at the top. We haven't seen her in a minute. It'll be nice to get a look at how her game is flowing. And she, of course, has contributed to Tennis Channel as well. So there's a little theme here. Yeah, she played well earlier on this year in Australia. So we'll see if she can continue her stellar play in the 2021 season. Still plenty to come here on TC Live as well as we progress through what was an interesting day both in Monte Carlo and in Charleston. We'll take you through for all the rest of the action that we saw. Plus, Danny and Prakash will preview Tuesday in Monte Carlo. We'll also hear from John Wertheim on the Italian boom on the ATP Tour. Stick around on TC Live. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Yannick Sinner, world number 22. That's right, he's the highest-ranked teenager, still just 19 years old, barely 19 years old, and he's getting ready for action in Monte Carlo. He is part of the boom of Italian tennis, and for more on that, here's John in today's Unstrong. Move over, Spain, Serbia, Switzerland, France, Australia, and America. There's a new force on the tennis block, a new center of gravity. If not a new empire, tennis doesn't really do those anymore. This is a new powerhouse country that will contend for the Davis Cup. 
Without further ado, Benvenuto Italia. Despite being home to one of the great tennis venues, the Foro Italico, site of what is still casually called the Italian Open, Italy had kept a modest tennis profile over the last century. Only four Italian players have ever won majors, but two of them, Francesca Schiavone and Flavia Panetta, did so within the past decade. And consider that a bit of foreshadowing. Today, the Italians, they are coming, they are seeing, they are conquering. Two of the sport's best prospects, ages 20 and under, are Italian. Yannick Sinner, age 20, fresh from his Miami final run, hails from the north. And Lorenzo Musetti, a 19-year-old who can't seem to stop winning, comes from the middle. There are two Italian men who have spent the past few years hovering in and around the top 10. And the women have been holding their own as well. Italian fans don't have to go far to see any of these players. The next-gen finals have been held in Milan, not to be confused with the ATP finals, which, after a decade-plus run in London, will now be held in Turin. And then there's the ATP itself, led by a pair of Italians, Massimo Calvelli and Andrea Godenzi, a former player. All this Italian influence lays bare a tennis truism. Success breeds success. More players in Italy means more events in Italy, which means more opportunities for homegrown players to earn points without expensive travel, more opportunity to bring coaches to tournaments, more exposure, more sponsorships, more money for training, all of which strengthens the firmament. You could make the case that this is a long time coming. Italy always had the climate, the sports history, and the population for success. It is, for instance, seven times the size of neighboring Switzerland, which is responsible for 30 majors over the last quarter century. But as Caesar himself said, the past is the past. And today, the boot is kicking butt. I just feel like every time I see Lorenzo Sinego, he's smiling in some way, shape, or form. Not in this picture, though. Ten Italian men in the ATT, ATP Top 100, including Yannick Sinner, as mentioned, at 22 in the world now, career high for him and Sinego. And as mentioned by John, Lorenzo Musetti continues to climb the ladder as he continues to just not lose. It just seems like every time he's on the court, he finds his way through a match. It has been a resurgence of Italian tennis. No Eagle, Jana Rubin, John Wertheim here with you on TC Live. And John, you put it very nicely. By the way, some excellent Italian dialect by you as well. I didn't expect like you to come to the, come to the table with a great accent ready to go, but you, you really hit it on the head. They have been fantastic in the last year plus, and it is good sign of things to come for tennis in Italy. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. All, all jokes aside, it's funny you say dialect because these players come from all over the country, and some are from the south and some are from the central. We talked about Yannick Sinner. He's closer to Munich, Germany, than he is to Florence and Venice and Rome. So uh, you see different styles of play. You see different players of different ages. Somebody brought this point up to me. They said the real question is, why has it taken this long? You know, Italy has the Italian Open. It has this glorious history. The weather is congenial. Why did it take this long? But let's leave that aside and, and celebrate a, a country that now has, you know, as, as we said, top 
10 top players in the top 100. That's, that's, uh, that's awfully good these days. Yeah, and looking on the, the women's side, John had, had mentioned two. Martina Trevisan had that great run at Roland Garros. Camila Georgie has had some success over the last few years, but not quite as many women in the top 100 as on the men's side. Do you think maybe seeing the men's success could help to, I don't know, inspire some younger women in Italy to take up the sport? No, I think it does. And I think, you know, they certainly have women they can look at to be inspired by. We saw Francesca Schiavone, who when she won in in 2010, that was a huge shock. But she was always, you know, that type of competitor. And it didn't surprise players that she stepped up and was able to take a title. And I think she kind of opened the gate for Italian women when we had uh, Flavia Panetta and Mm -hmm. Roberta Vinci in the final. Two Italian women playing for a Grand Slam. That was huge. And so I think on the women's side, it's been this uprising as well. And and we've got to give Fabio Fonini his flowers because he has been up there and good for a long time. And certainly, you know, he has had an influence on that. But it's been it's been fun to watch. And I think everything is cyclical. And to John's point, it's not just one style. You've got all these different styles and different types of players, and that's part of of the interest in watching these Italians going up the ranks now. Without a doubt, a great time for tennis in the country of Italy. And speaking of, we're going to keep it here. This is why Mark Cusco, our producer, is one of the best, because he says synergy is what we do, John. Lorenzo Rossetti in action over in Monte Carlo, taking on one of the hottest guys on tour this year, and Aslan Karatsev, and Karatsev just continues to move forward. Yeah, this was uh, a case of an Italian not having much success. Uh, we see the rain come down, but this Karatsev, you're right, he just keeps going. Um, breakthrough in Australia, and you say that's a nice story, but he has not stopped. This would end up being his 14th win of the season and just the 17th win of his entire pro career. Manhandled Musetti, eight-year age difference, bit of a difference in strength and in physicality, and this was Karatsev, who has turned out to this guy knows his way around a clay court. Watch this, a lot of depth, finding the line there with that overhead. This was a, a veteran performance, takes the first set. He had five break points against Musetti, converted all five of them. That's a nice shot right there. That is in a game where Musetti's serving to stay in the match, and he does not do so. Uh, Karatsev, very nice veteran performance inside the top 30 and no signs of stopping. Nice win today over the young Italian. Yeah, it feels like DJ Khaled wrote a song about him more than a decade ago. All I do is win because that's what Karatsev has done all of 2021, including getting to the semis, of course, in Melbourne. We will go back to Charleston when we return. Check in on Coco Vandeweghe back on the singles court. Don't go anywhere. TC Live, back in a few. Veronica Kudermitova is a champion for the first time. The 2021 Volvo Car Open. Oh, what a fantastic moment for this 23-year-old. It's amazing. I feel very happy. Like, amazing. (laughs) First WTA title for Veronica Kudermitova in Charleston number one, but we've got Charleston number two, no Eagle Chanda Rubin. And John Worth, I'm here with you on TC Live. Let's continue for what we saw day one, week two from Charleston. And it's Charleston, it's Chanda, two CH names. So, Chanda, you're going to take this highlight right here, Coca Vandeweghe, back on the court, but not necessarily in the way she was hoping for. No, and, and it was a tough day for Vandeweghe, who was playing against a player who's playing confident tennis, who forces you to break her down completely, and Vandeweghe not able to do that. Things went away from her at the end of that tiebreak where... 
Davis just played a series, four or five points in spectacular fashion and took some of that momentum into the second set. Vanderway tried to come in. She tried to put pressure on Davis, and that is a good sign. She just needs more matches under her belt. But in the end, it was Davis who found the answers time and time again. She defended well from the ground, Davis did, and she matched Vanderway in the serve department, not serving as big but comprehensive in her service games and able to close it out in two straight sets. Not to mention was effective when getting break points in this match broke two out of three times against the serve of Coco Vandeweghe to advance. 7-6-6-4, let's move on. Clara Towson, the youngster, 18 years old, going on against Ludmilla. Samsonova. That's right. You got the extra stress in the middle, John. And it was Towson who looked impressive again. She did again. It's already won one title. Just heavy ball striking. Nice to see her make this transition to Clay. Look at that backhand. Samsonova is from inside the Arctic Circle, so she's not going to complain about cold. That we know. But look what happens when there's a B on the court. Look at the footwork on the B, guys. Uh, she is not used to insects. Uh, that was uh, pretty pretty much a summation of her day because Tosan, the 18-year-old, was just all over this. Uh, Tosan inside the top 100, and that's only going to go up if she plays more events. Very nice, easy, straight set win for the Dane. Yeah, that was some Muhammad Ali-esque footwork on the defense like of the beach. And uh, I don't know. Listen, I don't know what you did. I don't know why they call it bees knees or something good because I hate bees. Well, I would have kept my racket in my hand, though, because that's another that's weapon, weapon yeah. against the bee. But, you know, in, in hindsight, in the heat of the moment, sometimes you just do things. Yeah, we saw, we saw Diego Schwartzman had his Captain America shield. Maybe that was for bees and not even just tennis balls. <laughs> Who knows? But speaking of, let's go back to the social net where we saw Schwartzman with that shield that was as large as his entire body, which I don't even know exactly what he was using for. Here's Nick Curios. This is just a, a great view of Nick Curios. He was climbing a mountain, uh, climbed Sydney Harbor Bridge with his girlfriend over the weekend, John, and pulls out of all the clay court events this year. Uh, Listen, if you're climbing a, a bridge you, like this, might as well do it, right? Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, are you are you implying a link there? Um, you know, the correlation and causation are not the same. But no, Nick Curios not playing the clay, not not a huge surprise there. Remember, it was two years ago we talked about, what do you say, ex exterminating the dirt rats. Not a, a guy with not, not a lot of high regard for clay court tennis. And uh, nice to see him climbing a bridge. Next bridge will be a London Bridge because... He ain't playing. He ain't playing clay. So it'll be a few months before we see Nick on the court. Conquer all the bridges, I guess. Right, Chanda? Just conquer them all. Look, it feels like this was an either-or. We're going to do the Sydney Harbor Bridge, or we're going to play the clay. Eh, let's do the bridge. <laughs> I guess that's the choice everybody would make. But, but certainly they looked good. They looked great up there. And I don't know that I would try it, but I I'm definitely impressed with it. Yeah, without a doubt. Let's move on. Speaking of impressed, I, I still don't know how this is possible good. from Grigor Dimitrov. Let's listen into this real quick. Uh, I, I don't know what sound came out of his mouth, but... It, it didn't sound like a Good. pleasant sound, Chanda. It didn't sound pleasant. I don't know how this is humanly possible to be doing whatever he's doing. I thought the Bosu ball was a trampoline. I'm hurting just watching Good. this, and I'm not sure. I mean, I know we want to strengthen quads with this movement, 
but I don't know. There's a lot of tearing that could go on Good. on the other side. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not this, sure about it. This, to me, I feel like the risk far outweighs the reward. But impressive <laughs> stuff. Congratulations <laughs> to you, Grigor, on whatever it was exactly that this is. Still plenty to come here on TC Live as we continue. Day one, week two from Charleston. Day one from Monte Carlo and some weather issues there. We do have plenty of action still on Tuesday, 5 a.m. Eastern. Monte Carlo is back. Hope the weather is better. Charleston at 1 p.m. TC Live, as always, to follow. We've got more coming up on the other side. Looking forward to our featured matches on Tuesday here on Tennis Channel. Tennis Channel Plus throughout the week in Monte Carlo. Three of those Italians in the top 100 in action, Fonini, Sinner, and Berrettini. We'll see if FAA can continue what was a hot start up a break on Christian Garin before that weather took it out. And for a full look ahead and a Tuesday preview here on Tennis Channel, let's go to Danny and Prakash who are in Monte Carlo. All right, Noah, back at the DraftKings desk. Prakash, we saw Tommy Paul advance on Monday. He will play the winner of Roberto Bautista Agud or the other American, Taylor Fritz. How do you see that match playing out? Well, Taylor has to overcome a 1-4 head-to-head against Agud. But the good news, Taylor played some good matches in Sardinia last week, made the semis, and that one win came on clay against Agut in a tough three-setter. So hopefully he can continue that momentum from last week and uh, dominate with that forehand. We're looking forward to a very busy and hopefully very dry Tuesday here, Noah. Hoping for the best for you guys in particular. I know Prakash does not like the rain. And aside, John, from the color coordination that Danny and Prakash brought to the table, which was outstanding, we've got some fantastic matches for Tuesday here on Tennis Channel for Monte Carlo. We do indeed. Uh, I noticed the color as well. But uh, Taylor Fritz against RBA, we've got the continuation of Francis. And then Tsitsipas Karatsev. Karatsev, they said... You know, what's your next goal? He said, well, I'll get to the top 20, and then we'll list goals. This was a guy who had to qualify to get into the Australian Open. Every player should be watching Karatsev and saying, that could be me. A lot of good action on tap for tomorrow in Monte Carlo, guys. Well, the, the good thing about when there's a practically a washout day is that you get a lot of blockbuster matches the mm. next day. So we've got that. I mean, it's full, and, and there's not a bad seat in the house. So looking forward to that, and, and they maybe got in five or six matches. So it'll be interesting to see how players come back. A lot of them had to wait around all day, come back, play um, tomorrow. Be interesting to see who gets off to good starts, but some real opportunity in terms of getting the game going. Uh, whoever can do that has a good shot through the rest of the week. Obviously a huge tournament in Monte Carlo. We are excited to be bringing you all the action first ball to last here on Tennis Channel and Tennis Channel Plus. A great start to the week number two in Charleston as well as the clay court season is in full swing here with the TC family. We are done with the salt and pepper. We are done with the DJ Khaled. John Wertheim, Chandra Rubin, no eagle saying so long for our entire Tennis Channel crew. We will talk to you again Tuesday, 5 a.m. Eastern. Monte Carlo and Charleston, back in action.